Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Feeding our children, not only do we have to worry about what they eat, but it is also our responsibility as parents and as members of a larger society to make certain that we focus some time and energy on how they eat, and equally as important is how they conduct themselves around other people that are eating. I am Susie Walton, and today on Parent Savers, we're talking about feeding your child eating in the public. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Would you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Parent Savers is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for parents from conception through kindergarten. I'm your host, Erin Estevez, a.k.a. OG Mamacita. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners who join us week in and week out, and thanks also to those who are listening for the first time. As you may or may not know, you can join our Parent Savers Club and receive access to special bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts from time to time. And if you haven't already, please make sure to download the free Parent Savers app, available in the Android and iTunes Marketplace for Windows Phone, so you can automatically have access to all of the great parenting advice and conversation we have on Parent Savers every week. Let's start this conversation by meeting everybody who's joining us today. Susie Walton, owner of Indigo Village and founder of Joy of Parenting Parenting Course. Woohoo! Children, grandchildren, what you got? I have four sons that are really old, <laughs> <laughs> and I have four amazing grandchildren under the age of three, and I have another one coming oh. in three weeks and another one coming in January. Whoa. I know. I'm telling you, being a grandparent, it's a whole different program. It's such an honor to see your lineage. It's, I'm, I'm so blessed. Oh, so overwhelmed, I'm sure. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I am E.B. Sorensen, one of your panelists. I am 26 years old. I am a stay-at-home mom, and I also have a nutrition business. I have one boy who is six months old, and formerly I worked with children with autism who were ages 3 to 12. Wow. You're good for this topic. That's (laughs) lots of eating in public (laughs) scenarios I worked with. All right, I'm Colina. I am the producer for Parent Savers now, um, and I am 25, 20, oh my gosh, 26. I just had a birthday. <laughs> oh. 26 years old, and I have a 14-month-old son, which, uh, you know, we definitely go out a lot, so we have quite a lot of experience with eating out with him, so it would be fun. Very nice. And I, as I said, am Erin Estevez, OG Mamacita, and the OG stands for Officially Geriatric. Because I had my first and only son at the age of 41. So he will be three um, this fall. And um, yeah, not so good with the eating out and public things. He has his moments, that's for sure. So I'm really pleased with this topic. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So occasionally on Parent Savers, we like to talk about these like really interesting headlines that make the their way to, to viral status. And I found one in Odd News on Yahoo, and it says, Mother says Sonic served her family a bag of marijuana with their meal. Hmm. Yeah. So the story goes that this mom in Maryland goes through the drive through at Sonic. She's got her kids in the back seat. They order all of these meals. She hands the kids their meals and then reaches in to grab hers. And she comes across a small baggie of marijuana. Rightly so, Mama freaks out. <laughs> you know, it later on came to light that one of the Sonic employees confessed to it having been in her pocket. She's not certain how it ended up in the fast food, in the bag. My gosh. Oh my gosh. For the parent. But in any case, no one ate the marijuana. <laughs> and the employee was later fired by Sonic. I'm just wondering, what do you ladies think about that? How would you react? And what do you think should have been done, if anything, other than firing to the employee? I mean, I think that's it. It's, regardless of how, I mean, obviously it was an accident. Um, you know, I'm sure the woman who worked for Sonic is really upset that her bag's gone. <laughs> the mom's probably like, is this like what they give kids to help them for their naps or something? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think I would have been like, what? But really, like, I think Sonic did what they had to do and that was it. But I just can't even imagine. I mean... Yeah, she the mom was was later really upset because when she posted it happening, it had happened on her Facebook page. People were really flippant about it. And she's like, look, you know, what if my kid had eaten it? What if it wasn't marijuana? What if it was crack? What if it was cocaine? But yeah, but that's the whole what if, what exactly. if, what if, what if the sky falls down, exactly. you know, what if, what if? So it wasn't I, if and she. She needs to chill a little bit. <laughs> she did make the news, man. She got she got to go viral. That's big time these days. <laughs> really I think but if then she again, lived- I'm a little older than the rest of you, so I find it maybe a little more entertaining than you would <laughs> Well, I think in this in this day and age, considering the proliferation of of more open mindedness towards marijuana, um, it's not as shocking as it would have been even just 10 years ago right. um but still it's still just, it's, it's crazy i mean i've seen a dog react when it's eaten marijuana accidentally and that's scary just a dog so you know again playing the what if game thankfully nobody ate the pot parents make sure you look at the bag of food <laughs> <laughs> next time you drive or through even. a drive and by the way why are you taking your little kids through sonic drive through anyways <laughs> let's get to like really what are you feeding them in the first place this is about food and kids today <laughs> that's true <laughs> but you know what it gives happy meal a whole new connotation <laughs> that's good og mama <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? 
<sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today we are talking with Susie Walton about feeding our children eating in public. So scary. Susie is a pioneer in parent education and has been leading seminars and writing books for the last 21 years. And lastly, your book is called The Key to Personal Freedom, How Myths Affect Our Family Lives. So great to have you. Thank, Thank you, you so, so good to be here again. <laughs> I love you girls. I think you guys are doing amazing work here. Yay! Well, we love hearing that, so. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Evie as a guest with us today also. She has plenty of experience working with tons of kids and eating out environments. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. So we're going to start off with some of our first tips, and we put this out to Facebook, and we had a ton of different responses. So Kalina's going to jump in every once in a while to add that soundbite. So the first tip we're talking about is choosing the right establishment. And I have in here that you have to do recon. So we're looking for establishments that are what exactly? Kid-friendly. Absolutely. You know, I think I think it's really important that it's kid friendly. I think it's really important for kids in general because they're so sensitive to their environment that wherever we take them, it should be a smaller establishment. It shouldn't be where there's a lot of chaos and a lot of noise because kids can actually feed off on other people's energy, so to speak. And, you know, they may walk in all calm and all of a sudden they're like jumping. Well, it could be because of just of the masses. The input. Yeah, so the the more low-key, I think, the easier it is for a child to be actually in an environment like that. And right now we're talking about kids from, like, toddlerdom to preschoolish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what if you are in an environment that you really don't have much option? What is your suggestion for keeping the kid calm in the first five minutes? Well, well, I think I mentioned with you the other day, the best option is leave your kids at home, <laughs> have a date night, or, you know, sometimes it's okay to go without them. But right now we're talking about if you have no option, right, and your kids are with you. I think it's always important um, to prepare the child ahead of time. Be like, be the responsive parent, not the reactive parent, mm-hmm. and let them know ahead of time, we're going to go into this restaurant. You know, this is the kind of food they have. So, you know, there'll be a lot of people or whatever. It's like, just give them heads up. We so often think kids automatically just know what to expect. And some kids can fly by the seat of their pants, but some kids want to know exactly what it's like. Even if, if they're going to a restaurant, like this is a, lo- this is a lot like this other restaurant we always go to just to help them feel more comfortable in their environment. I think that's a, a big piece. I, yeah, I think that is so well said. And when I say do recon, my husband and I kind of have this tag team thing going that if we're at a rest, if we're approaching a restaurant that we are unfamiliar with because the situation kind of forces us to eat somewhere new, one of us will run in, check out the environment, see what it looks like, take a peek at the menu, ask the servers, what's the weight like, that sort of thing before we even attempt to go in. If it doesn't look like it's going to be good, we just get it to go. Yeah, I mean, that's another option, too, is a to-go business part. But I love that. I mean, even bring the menu out to the car. Exactly. And say, hey, guys, this is what they have to offer. 
what do you want so we can go right in and order it yes so i think that's brilliant on strategery your part. yes <laughs> strategery <laughs> okay so then that takes us to the next tip which is to be realistic and that goes right there with that recon so you go in you see what the environment is like you prepare your children what can we really expect and for example you that have this experience with the the autistic children how how do you gauge realistically what you can expect? Um, I think the best thing to do is to notice what they're able to do in their home. That's going to give you best case scenario. If your child's not able to sit for five minutes at your home at the table, they're not going to do it in a restaurant. And so if you're able to gauge if the level of the environment, whether it's too loud, too noisy, too busy, too hot, too cold, too dim, you can notice if your kid's going to be comfortable in there or not based on what you know them to do at home. So I think that's a really good way to gauge what your child's capable of and they can surprise you. You can practice fine dining at home and it's totally doable outside of the home if they're able to do it in the home. That is a perfect segue because one of the things that we do is we practice restaurant eating. It's a great game to play with kids. I know that there's this one park in particular and every time we go there we play like concession stand or restaurant you know and we get to order food and that sort of thing. So I think that's an excellent. I'm one of 10 kids and my parents used to say okay let's pretend Father Nevin the pastor of our church (laughs) is coming to dinner tonight so you have to all behave or we'd always like Father Nevin's never gonna have dinner with us. That was my parents way of getting us to kind of sit still 10 of us for like 20 minutes like pretend father nevin's here and father nevin's gonna be father here nevin, we don't want father nevin <laughs> <laughs> but i love the idea of knowing like if they can do a five minute and then maybe even bring like one of those um what do you call oh, those the little oh. sa- the sand dial yeah the you sun- know like an eight or ten minute one yeah and and tell them you know we're just gonna flip it over and let's sit that long and then if anybody needs a break one of the parents can take one of the kids out you know and that's another thing too is to let the kids know if, if it gets too much for you you're not in trouble. It's probably because of just how much is going on in there. So we're going to take you outside and just get you settled a little bit. But you have to, I, I think it's so important to let kids know you're not in trouble. It's not about punishing you. We just want you to get outside and get calm again, get back kind of into your body, and then we'll take you back into the restaurant when you're ready. You know, I think That's that, great. You know, another yeah. thing too is ordering food and then having one of the parents take the kids out. We did that the other night at Fidel's with mm-hmm. some parents who had young kids and Play, let the kids play outside for a bit. The well, beautiful right. things of having tel- cell phones now. You text them, dinner's here. Kids come back in. They sit down and the food's there and they haven't had to sit for 20 minutes. Right. Waiting for the, uh, especially when it's a crowded place such as Fidel's or something like that. And that's that brings us into the mm-hmm. next point, which is... We have a lot of comments on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, bringing supplies... Um, a lot of response about bringing supplies. Um, so on our Facebook page, we have Catherine who says uh, she comes fully stocked with a diaper bag with extra clothes, hygiene, toys, teething biscuits, baby food, spoon bib, reusable table mat. I mean, everything you can think of. Um, and she said, hasn't had a problem yet. Daughter is very happy baby. So maybe that contributes. Um, next one, Heidi says she normally brings items that her 11-month-old can feed himself. So supplies, food, snack items. Um, so while they're waiting, baby can eat something, um, stay calm, something that worked for them. 
Um, and then again, Lauren, we bring food for my 16 month old to feed himself. They bring coloring kits, small toys. So I think a lot of this is keeping your kids occupied and also making sure they have something to snack on. So they're not just sitting yeah. there like, we're here to eat, but where's the food? But there's no food. They don't have that concept yet of we have to wait for it to be made and brought to us. So. Right. And that's really, you know, supplies. If you have the opportunity to create busy bags or to have like a little bag of toys that you keep in your car. I know we do that. We have the toys that stay in the car. So they're special, you know, so he doesn't get to play with them that often. So it kind of holds his attention a bit longer, mm-hmm. you know, so you definitely want to consider bringing supplies. And sometimes you can't. So always know majority of restaurants always have paper mats. You flip right. them over. They're usually white. Have a couple color crayons if you can, or a pen. Like, that's always right. the last resort if you don't have the time. And, you know, the whole thing about the snacks, like, yesterday I took my granddaughter, who's three, to Pandora's, a pizza place up mm-hmm. in Lucadia. And, but she had some food ahead of time because she was eating anyways. But that way, when she had to wait 15 minutes for the pizza to come, it wasn't even a problem because she wasn't that hungry. That's the thing. Sometimes we take our kids into the restaurant starving, and then we expect them to wait. And then they're either going to load up on chips or bread or, right. you know, it's which isn't that healthy in the first place. So, And I think that go- falls back to the recon or the be prepared part, you know, because you don't want to take a toddler or a preschooler into a crowded restaurant that's tired, that's hungry, that's having a tough time. You know, it's really... It's going to have a bad effect on them. They're going to have a bad memory of that. And so is the person sitting next to you. (laughs) And also, parents, if your kids are getting all feisty like that and they're, you know, check out yourself. Oftentimes they're mirroring how we're feeling. And oftentimes we're getting into a restaurant hungry and tired at the end of the day, stressed out. And then our kids are just feeding off of that. So make sure that uh, as parents that we're settled and that, you know, that we're not in that frenzy because I can guarantee it. The beauty and the not the beauty of a child is that they reflect us constantly. Right. So if we're hungry and tired, they're going to be acting the same. Yeah, I was going to say, I get hangry. Hangry. <laughs> I get hangry. When I'm I like hungry, that. I am an angry person. I am not nice. My husband knows it. If I get cranky, are you hungry? Have you eaten? First thing he asks me. So I'm not going to expect my toddler to be able to control themselves when they're hungry if I can't. <laughs> right, right. Something I wanted to point out, maybe an elephant in the room that I'm sure a lot of parents are thinking, oh, isn't the iPad or the cell phone a great option? And we see that at every restaurant that we go out to, the kid that's like glued to Mm -hmm. something. And that's like very last resort, like Armageddon's happening. Very last resort. (laughs) I so agree with you on that one. I I have read so many articles on this in particular because, um, you know, there are a lot of people who compare it to coloring. There are a lot of people who just say it's the modern version of the coloring book in the sense that it is pulling your child's attention away from everybody else and it's teaching your child a separation. Now, some oh. people are exactly. Oh, oh help me. <laughs> it's teaching them a separation. Remember, as I'm a child in the 60s. <laughs> so. I I see the dilemma in it, having a a kid of my own, but I also see the controversy in it. I think it's one of those things that has to be I I mean, iPads, I mean, kids can draw with it. I'm talking about sitting in front of a cartoon. Oh, right. Screen time, watching a show while dinner's going on because the message we're giving, it's okay to sit in front of a TV and eat. Yeah. And they can't. You can, it's just not a good thing to be doing. I mean, if they're putting things together, 
creating cupcakes or whatever you do on these little mm-hmm. iPads for little kids. I mean, if that's the last resort. Creative. Yeah, yeah, it's creative, but not to put them in front of some TV show or a movie while people are having dinner. Right. That's and I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of that because... <laughs> oh, gee, mama, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because our boy, just he cannot, not only can he not sit still, but he can't, um, he won't let us eat. You know, so it's 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 the only way that I can get five minutes to myself to eat something without shoving it down my own gullet. (laughs) (laughs) So I fully admit and take absolute responsibility for the therapy my child will require (laughs) in the future. He won't need he won't need therapy. But the thing is, are you really limit? As long as you're limiting it, I mean, to five minutes or just so you can get some food in you. Yes, that's. I mean, really, and push come to shove, it's, it's our sanity against. Their well-being. <laughs> <laughs> well, their well-being is not going to be very well if we're not sane. sane. <laughs> and, you know, as he's as he's aging, his ability to sit with us quietly is increasing. So how old is he? He'll be three in October. So he's just over two and a half right now. Yeah. So it's it's definitely improving. And whereas before he, he couldn't he couldn't be next to me without being on me. <laughs> Now he's enjoying some of his own personal space, which is really good. Okay, a little bit at a time, Mama. Yes, <laughs> baby steps. Baby, baby steps. steps. Baby for steps. Him, baby, baby steps, steps for, for me. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back. Today we're talking about eating out with your kids. And we're going to be talking about ordering for your kids, when to do it. And this is really a decisive point. There are essentially two camps. There's the camp where you sit down, you order for the kid, and you have the food brought out for the kid as soon as possible, regardless of the parents or the rest of the family when they get their meal. And then there's the other side that says, no, everybody eats together. Ladies, what are your thoughts? Well, I, again, think it's such a individual decision to make. I have I see no problem ordering and having the kids' food come out first. And if you want them to wait, then let them wait, but then make sure that you have something for them to do. Don't expect them to wait with their hands folded at the table, you know, well, not moving yeah. around. Like, make sure you order the whole thing and then send have someone take the kids out somewhere. Make sure Perfect. you have stuff for them to do. But don't expect... Don't put the expectations, like you said, you know, to a level that they're not just they're just not going to match it. Because, again, there are kids who can sit. Sure. And God bless them. And, you know, I wish I had one of them. I might have had one out of four. But. <laughs> and they're those kids but that can't. can't remember because he's sitting somewhere quietly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we forgot him. No, we exactly. didn't. <laughs> but then there's the other ones. They, you know, just, they just can't sit. Right. And, yes, they need to learn eventually. But, come on, as I keep saying, like, back in the day, no one went out to dinner all sure. the time. It just wasn't a thing because there wasn't all these fast food mm-hmm. options, so to speak. We ate at home. And that's why I, I, I kid, but I'm not kidding. More often than not, you guys go out to dinner without them if you're going to go out to dinner right. and have a date night. I mean, 
they'll be okay right. with a babysitter somewhere. So, but in general, I think it's a very personal decision. I don't think there's a right or wrong on this. How about yeah. you? I think that um, whatever you feel comfortable with as a parent and whatever your intent is for the meal, if you're mm-hmm. trying to get food in your bodies, you're starving, you're hungry, get the kids food first. Excellent point. If you're trying to enjoy this like leisurely experience, maybe. Good luck. Consi- yeah, good luck. But maybe considering getting food all at once, just know that your food might be cold when you eat it because you're helping your kid eat first. So good point. Good point. Yep. You want hot food? Definitely get the kids food first. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rachel Rainbolt on Facebook, she made a really good point. And her, her point was that if you get food for the child first, by the time the parents get the food, the kid's done and he's he's in, in flight mode. Right. You know, he's like, okay, let's get the flock out of here. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> You know, and so then that that does not allow the parents the opportunity to eat. Yeah, but then then you can bring out the color crayons or the right books or whatever they have. At least now they have a full stomach, so they can they're they're settled a little bit. Good point. Yeah, excellent. And again, as we talked about earlier, prepare them. This is what you can expect. Role play it. Let's get up the teddy bears at home and start role playing the restaurant business. And what does it look? Junior teddies at the restaurant with mom and dad. What does that look like? So. When you're in the restaurant, you can say, now remember what Junior Teddy does. <laughs> yes. And that's really, it's a lot easier for a child to remember what Junior Teddy did than remember what we talked about three days ago, yeah. right? So, yeah. so stuffed animals and using Junior Teddy to represent the child, it's always a, a real good, good one. Good, 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 good. So that brings us to respect others. And when I say respect others, I mean other diners and for the love of Pete, the wait staff. You know, you have to be considerate that there are, like we said in the intro, that there are other people trying to enjoy their meals. You have to be prepared to leave. Like you had mentioned earlier, Susie, have have some tag team it, have one of the parents take the kid out while you're waiting or something like that. Or if it just isn't working, get the food to go and leave. And the second one I have is to tidy up and tip. This is a personal pet peeve of mine, having worked in food service. Um, it, it, is, it always astonished me at how people would just leave an absolute disaster. Like they made no attempt in the slightest to tidy up after their kids. And it was just, it was a disaster. So I'm I'm preaching possibly to the choir. Um, and it looks like Kalina has a comment from Facebook yes. or something. So um, Mary Jane Fisher asks, uh, should we clean up the floor after done eating? You know, because food ends up there. I was a server for years before baby, so I can't help but tidy up the table. But what about the floor? Well, if she was a server, I, I wonder what her what what does she think? <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> now that she's a mom, but she was the server, so has yeah, that changed how does it about out? the floor business? Well, I mean, and I, I was gonna say, I know with us, if if we're somewhere that's carpeted, and I know it's gonna be a pain in the butt to get that stuff off the floor, because I was I was a server at one point too, and you know you get those little push vacuums oh, yeah. that don't pick up anything. So eighteen ninety four. Yeah. Oh yeah. So when if it, if it's carpet, we do our best to pick it up. If it's um, tile or wood floor or something that I know they're going to come with a broom and whoosh, and it's going to be gone. I mean, we'll we'll make sure it's not terrible, but I don't worry about it as much because it's not going to be such a pain. I say the bigger the mess, the bigger the tip. Yeah. <laughs> 125% agree. Yeah. And I also think, you know, I like at dinner the other night with a bunch of little kids, like afterwards, parents started stacking plates together. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a beautiful oh, yeah. model. 
Like 95% of what our kids learn is what we model. Right. So if we're making a map, I mean, I have the same thing when I go to a Padre game or a basketball game. Like, I don't get why people are, a movie theater, why does everyone leave popcorn things and Coke things? I mean. In their chairs. Pick them up and take them outside with you. But then if you have kids, it's such a beautiful thing to model to them about taking responsibility for what you've created, so to speak. So we're actually missing out on opportunity when we leave that table a mess. And then we're at home, and then we're telling our kids they have to clean the table. It doesn't even compute. Right. Well, why not at the restaurant, and why are we doing that here? So. Yeah, if, if if I don't have someone do it for me at home, why should but I just expect to teach someone them to, to do it out? To be, you know, respectful. Yeah. and um, Yeah. Yeah, I always try and clean up the floor. <laughs> well, and then even. it's modeling. Yeah. yeah. And a great suggestion for tipping is give your child the money to give to the waiter <gasps> so that they can say thank you in their own way. If you did leave a mess, it'll put a smile on the waiter's face at least. <laughs> Brilliant. I love yeah. that and idea. And it's teaching them like, hey, we're thankful for the service that you're doing for us. This isn't just a we get served yeah. mentality. That's great because my boy is now at that stage. My friend calls it the gopher stage where he'll go for things and he's just so anxious to help. So, I, oh, I love that idea. And then the last and final one is persevere. Even if things go straight to H-E double hell in a handbasket, like within the first five minutes, or if you manage to get all the way through the first course and then have to leave, don't worry, it'll get better. You're like, like Susie said, you're modeling, you're creating a habit, you're creating a, a a memory, almost, I, I say it's almost like muscle memory, you mm-hmm. know, like you learn how to behave around Well, it's actually others. teaching self-management skills. I think ultimately our job as parents, all parents is to, t- to give our kids that, those skills. So when they go off on their own, they, they know how to self-manage. So even in a restaurant is an opportunity to teach self-management skills to our kids. And whether they make it for five minutes or the whole hour, it's like you're saying, it's strengthening that muscle so that they can go back again and you challenge them. Hey, Evie, you want to try to go back to that restaurant again and see how long we can sit and do what we practice? Like, I know, and challenging these little toddlers, you can do it. Let's go to the restaurant and see how we do today. If it works great, if not, you know, we'll take a takeout and go home again because I'm not okay having chaos at the table. I am okay sitting here, but if we leave it, you're not in trouble. Once again, I want to give you the practice to know how to manage yourself in all aspects of life. So... It actually is a beautiful opportunity to teach self-management. With that that you just said, you just kind of like gave me this soothing blanket that just kind of fell over me because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I could totally do this. That is doable with my little one, especially since I have so much time to kill during the day mm-hmm. with just he and I. So practice with them. Yeah. When you're not, you know, don't go there the first time with your 30 relatives right. and they're all watching you <laughs> go by yourself just like going to a store practice what a child needs to be doing at a store mm-hmm. when you're not cooking for 30 people that night like right go in there as a training part and see how they do Ooh, good 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 well these are great tips is there anything anybody wants to throw in before we close up give yourself grace <laughs> patience this is hard for parents too it's not just hard for kids good point point. and be okay leaving them at home yeah. <laughs> and going out by yourself. Thank goodness we didn't have all these ideas when I had four boys. Yeah. I used to leave them home with bronchial pneumonia sometimes just to get out of for a dinner date. You know, and, and, and people say, well, how can I leave my kids? Because they cry so hard. They miss me. I'm like, think of that crying as an Andrea Bocelli love song. And they're just Aww. bellowing their love for you. And they can't wait for your return. And go. Like, You'll be okay, mamas. I promise you. So will your kids. I love it. <laughs> Well, with that, I say thank you so much for joining us. And this conversation will continue for members of our Parent Savers Club. 
After the show, Susie Walton will tell us more about how to comfortably eat out with our children. For information about the Parent Savers Club, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, parent savers. This is Tony DiLorenzo, co-founder of One Extraordinary Marriage, where we educate, entertain, encourage, and inspire you to have mind-blowing intimacy in your marriage. Today, we are going to talk about date ideas you can do with your spouse. You finally have scheduled time on your calendars, and the two of you are ready to enjoy some alone time. The only problem, as soon as you sit your butts in the seats of the car, you don't know where you are going to go. You may have a conversation that goes something like this. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Whatever you want is fine with me. Pick something. Well, I want to do what you want. At this point, you both are starting to get a bit frustrated and you haven't even left the driveway. You've wasted valuable time instead of having something fun and enjoyable already picked out. Next time, don't let this happen to you. Pick something and go with it. Surprise yourself with something new, fun, and enjoyable. Your spouse will be glad that you've taken the lead. Pack a picnic or grab a picnic to go. Know what park, beach, or location you want to go. Progressive dinner drive. Pick three places, appetizer, dinner, and then dessert to enjoy over the course of the evening. On a note, write the address to each place. Hike during a full moon to a favorite summit along the beach or a park. Find a local cooking class to learn how to prepare a new meal and enjoy what you've made. Tired of the same place to eat? Find a restaurant that starts with A, then the next time B, C, etc. You'll need to get creative towards the end of the alphabet. Dates are important to have in your marriage. It is something that both of you need to set aside time to do together. Put down your phones, look each other in the eyes, and have fun as you try new restaurants, activities, and conversations that can lead to more afterwards. Create memories that you'll remember for years to come. Make sure to check out our best-selling book, 7 Days of Sex Challenge, at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 7 days. Enter promo code PARENTSAVERS at checkout and save 20% off your entire order. Thank you for listening to The Sex Talk, and be sure to listen to Parent Savers for more great parenting tips in the future. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Parent Savers. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, The Boob Group for Moms Who Breastfeed Their Babies, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. This is Parent Savers, empowering new parents. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, 
Please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.